Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, December 6th, on No Greater Light, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, today we celebrate two Marian devotions. The first takes us to France, to a site that's called the Marian Soul of Lyon, the city of Lyon. We're talking about the sanctuary of Our Lady of Fauvier, uh, the Basilica of Notre-Dame de Fauvier. It was built between 1872 and 1896 on a location that overlooks the city. It's a very prominent site. And it's from this site, actually, that the church gets its name, because that place used to have the Roman form of Trajan, so the Forum Vetus, as it is in Latin, which then was corrupted into the Fauvier in French. Now, the site is dedicated to Our Lady, um, she's attributed with a number of miracles, for instance, with the saving of the city of Lyon from the bubonic plague in 1643. Now, to thank Our Lady for all of these graces, all these miracles that have come through her intercession, on December 8th, Lyon thanks Our Lady by lighting candles throughout the city, right, in what's called the Festival of Lights. Like I said, it's not just that early one in 1643. She's also credited with saving the city from a cholera epidemic in 1832, and then in particular, the Prussian invasion in 1870, right? Now, this was during the Franco-Prussian War, 1870-71, and the Prussian forces, which had taken Paris, were coming south towards Lyon. But suddenly, they halted and retreated. Again, the church attributed it to the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The other feast today takes us all the way across the globe to Nicaragua, where they celebrate Nuestra Señora de la Maculada Concepción in El Viejo, Chinandega, Nicaragua. Now, tradition holds that it was a brother of St. Teresa of Jesus, St. Teresa of Avila, who brought this statue of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception from Spain to Nicaragua in the 1500s. So, several days before the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, the Nicaraguans already start honoring their, their patroness. In the plaza outside the church, in the town of El Viejo, the people gather today, December 6th, to polish all the silver objects that have been given over the years in gratitude to Our Lady for answered prayers. This is very common. If you go to major shrines, you'll see what they call uh, votive offerings or ex voto, right? People make a promise like, okay, you know, I asked Our Lady for this, and so I give her this as a gift, as a token of my appreciation for the miracle she uh, has obtained for me. So that's December 6th. They start cleaning everything. On December 7th, they start with the griteria, the shouting, right? So people make altars in their homes, which can be seen from outside. And so as people walk through the town, uh, they will shout out, uh, ¿Quién es la causa de nuestra alegría? And the residents of the house answer, La Concepción de María. And then they offer sweets and traditional dishes to the visitors, right? So they shout out, like, Who is the cause of our happiness? And they reply, uh, Maria's Immaculate Conception. So we continue with St. Ildefonsus's of Toledo's meditations on Our Lady. And the third stone that he places in Our Lady's crown is the Carnelian, the Carnelian gemstone, which is, for the Arabs, it was called the Stone of Kings, right? It's a red, right, red stone, right? Usually from red to reddish brown, right? And this is what he says. O Virgin Mother of Piety, throne of the Divine Majesty, all human and angelic nature serve you. And all creation praises you with one exultant voice. At your command, the dry land becomes fertile. 
That which has grown cold becomes warm. That which is dead springs up with new life. Nothing was ever holier than your saintly life. Nothing purer than your immaculate conscience. Nothing more blessed than your divine kiss. And nothing is purer than your love. Nothing more chaste than your embrace. Nothing more beneficial than your aid. I, therefore, a sinner, gaze upon you lovingly. I yearn but to please you and to pay you my humble homage, and that your crown may be more richly illustrious, in the third place I insert a stone of precious carnelian, beautiful with the warm luminescence of its violent hue. May this carnelian illumine your noble crown with its deep rubicund glow, even as the spiritual martyrdoms which you sustained, O blessed mistress, tinctured your soul with a glorious crimson and imbued your heart with regal purple. So in other words, he's making a reference to Jesus' passion. He says this red stone kind of represents like what Mary suffered. And that's what he says. He says, For you, Mary most holy, sharing in your divine son's agony, were crushed by unspeakable sorrows, excruciated with untold pains, and tortured with waves of bitterness beyond human comprehension. You beheld your most beloved son fall beneath cruel scourges, spat upon, dishonored, and disgraced by human mockery. You beheld him nailed to the cross, forced to drink the bitter chalice of gall and of vinegar, his side torn open with a lance. You were also thereby wounded in your gentle mind and pierced in your noble soul. You were also speared through your most tender heart and made a martyr by the black sword of sorrow. But now rejoice, my lady, because the one whom you saw die on earth, you now gaze upon reigning as king in heaven. He shall make you, who shared fully in his pain, to share also completely in his glory and joy, giving you everlasting and infinite honor. You sit at the right hand of the eternal king as a brilliant queen, crowned with glory and honor. On account of both the pain of witnessing the death of your son and the ineffable joy with which you now rejoice in heaven, I wish to salute you in these words. Hail, O virgin most pure, chaste as snow-white lily, you who were pierced by the bitter blade of the cross and transfixed by its savage sword. But with the resurrection of your son, you are now joyously exhilarated. Your pain is ever put to flight, and your joy soars to the transcendent heights. It is truly right and just, O merciful mistress, that you are glorified and extolled by all creation since you bestow grace freely upon us all, and you carry punishments to none. Indeed, you grant peace to the earth, grace to the heavens, salvation to the lost, and life to the dead. And so we can pray. O most clement, most sweet, and most patient Mother of God, have mercy in me at this time, which is my day of tribulation and the time of my need. Behold my enemies, how many they are, and how they hate me with a most wicked hate. They would corrupt my soul, they would wound my heart, they would trample me underfoot. O my mistress, reconcile me to my Creator, whom you clothed in your sacred flesh. Return me to to my God, whom you nursed at your virginal bosom. Enriched by your holy grace, saved by your mercy, illuminated by your light, and strengthened by your virtues. 
may I learn to rise above my enemies, to complete all works of virtue, and to be unfailingly faithful to my Creator. May I sing unending praises for all eternity, both to Him and to you. Amen.